This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome to week 15, episode 15 of the Patriots Dynasty podcast. Going back, and we're still in the 2001 season, getting towards the end of the regular season. Boys, how you feeling? Good. It's been a marathon. Yeah, you, you still with me so far? Well, every so often, sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Mike Mike Morrison has been here pretty much every week. Yeah, yeah, I don't think me and Greg have both been on one for like five weeks. Fuck, I think you're right. Yeah, it has been a while. No, we had one a, a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Ah, fucking, I don't know. Just trying to hold down the fort here. Yeah. Yeah, what would we what would we do without you, Mike? Um, I mean, you've done it a couple of times already, so I yeah, think, I think you'll be just fine. You'd yeah, have to resort to other. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Don't let him hear you say that. That's true. You've, now you've gone and done it. Yeah, Stevie hates you already, so that's fine. Just gonna keep poking that bear. I mean, I don't know. It's what? like one of my favorite pastimes is poking bears. <laughs> Should he try to maybe butter you up a little bit? Oh, that, that might I mean, work. Buttering and bribery. All right. Yeah, I mean, Steve does have a uh, a history of like his pastime being uh, angering people for fun and theoretically profit, but I don't think you actually make any money off of it, do you? Well, unless Connor wants to pay me like ten thousand dollars for this spot. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, Connor, it's on the record now. Uh, you know the offer is there. Yeah, we'll have to I'm see interested. what what his response is. I'm yeah. also interested. All right. Well, that's that's quite a start. Uh, in fact, if you want to pay any of us ten thousand dollars, any any one of you out there can can have a spot on this this podcast. We're not too proud. And uh, I'll, I'll give it up for an episode for sure. Oh yeah! Oh, just for one episode? You're, you're ten grand an episode? Oh wait, ten grand for the entire thing? Are you kidding me? I don't know. We're worth more than that, baby. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so at least someone's <laughs> got to make money on this podcast. <laughs> this has been a roller coaster so far for me. We're all over the map. Good luck. How has it been? Um, you know, wrangling this whole thing and putting it together. I mean, you do uh, a little bit more work than the rest of us, I guess. So it's been a lot. But it's fine. I just don't eat lunch at work anymore. I sit there and I read the Boston Globe archives instead. Well, that shows commitment because uh, my sources tell me that Greg didn't show up today because he is eating right now. He's eating right now. Yeah. So he, I don't think he can make the podcast. Oh, that's important. Yeah, I can see. I can see how you would skip something like this for eating. Right. But you you game plan ahead of time, so that props to you. Yeah, I, I do tend to eat before we record this Thursday <laughs> nights at eight p.m. Right, right. Makes I sense. mean, eight, eating at eight p.m. for me is too late anyway. So I don't know what his problem is. But I mean, to be fair, he he didn't pull the Steve Brown and just leave halfway through to start making dinner. So, and that was one time. <laughs> I didn't make dinner. Steve to the bar. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, in that case, changes the whole thing. <sighs> All right. Well, well. Speaking of of drinking, um, let's get into this football game. All righty. 
Yeah. So this is, this is actually one that I was excited, like going into it, looking forward to it because this was the dolphins coming to visit Foxborough stadium. The last game, the last regular season game, regardless at Foxborough stadium. And they had a whole shindig around it, which we'll get into, but the dolphins who had beat the piss out of the Patriots earlier in the season, I believe that was just a me and Mike game. Is that right, Mike? Uh, it's, it's all a blur at this point. A long time ago. I think it was just you and me on that one. And um, I believe at the end of it, we said it was a game that we would be fine never watching again. Oh, that one. Yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. it fondly. Yeah. All I can really remember is um, Brady fumbling the ball and having it kick back in the end zone for a Dolphins touchdown and Troy Brown fumbling the punt because it was the only mistake he's made this season. Yep. But this game it would be different. Yeah, they were um, the ones who are fumbling kicks. That's true. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. Um, but just to kind of recap, like we did before, we've already talked about the Dolphins a bit, but we'll go over it again. Um, this was for the game for the AFC, the lead in the AFC East. Um, and of course, Patriots were not spoiling anything saying that they win this game. Everybody knows at this point how this goes. Uh, but the Dolphins would actually finish 11-5 and five and also still make the playoffs along with the, the Jets from the AFC East. So all three of those guys would make the, the playoffs this year. I mean, if you remember a couple weeks ago, the Patriots also beat the Jets. So um, they were kind of sitting pretty in the driver's seat at this point. And there was a whole bunch of talk about playoff predictions and all this stuff. And they won um, four straight at this point? I believe, yeah, I believe this is this is uh, win number four in a row to to just about finish out the season. Um, the Dolphins, like we said, make the playoffs, but they lose in the wild card to the Ravens because they obviously don't win the division. They lost this game, and that puts them a game behind. Uh, head coach was Dave Wanstead, we've talked about, the man, the myth, the mustache. Uh, let's see, he actually played the Patriots tough. Again, uh, let's just recap. He went four and five against New England, but he actually lost the last four of those games. So he started off strong and faded down the stretch, just like I these wonder, offenses did. Uh, I wonder, I know he had a terrible season the year after this, but I wonder why he never really had another shot um, again, because his record wasn't too bad overall. It's true. Yeah. He was uh, this year and the year before, he was both 11 and five, and they made the playoffs, and then nine and seven and 10 and six the two years after that, which is. Still pretty good, I think. All right. Yeah, so he did better than I thought. Yeah, but then in 04, he started off 1-8 and before he got fired, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's what it was. But And I think he went to college. He was coaching he was Pitt. coaching Pitt, I think, yeah. Uh, I don't oh, know right. if he was the coach at the time that Dion Lewis was there, but I know Dion Lewis was from Pitt. I'm not sure if they overlapped or not. But if they did, yeah, juicy fact. Stat check. We don't. Oh, our stat right, guy's not today. Motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Uh, quarterback was Jay Fiedler. Fiedler on the roof that we talked about a few times because me and Mike talked about him during the game. And then we talked about him again in week, I want to say six, when Gregory watched the wrong game and had a whole page of Jay Fiedler notes. <laughs> Mike, I don't think you were there for that, but Jay Fiedler was voted, I can't remember the exact specifics, but he was the second best Jewish quarterback in the history of football. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Yeah. So is the first, I know Brigham Young, Steve Young 
number one? No, actually. I don't know if he's uh, Jewish, but I know he went to Brigham. It was Sid Luckman, I believe it was. was Right? Spicy. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So, so Greg had a whole bunch of um, Jewish facts around Jay Fiedler because apparently that's what he was known for was being Jewish and being good at football, according to Greg. Interesting. Yeah. He was actually, I thought he was really good in this game, surprisingly. Yeah. I think he threw for like 300 yards and... and, uh, Didn't throw a pick. Yeah, and was kind of the only thing that they had going for them on offense. And he finished the season pretty good. He had three, just over 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, so kind of about the same. But uh, I believe he actually outplayed Peyton Manning in this, this season, which is hard to say. You know what I was looking at? Interception ratio. What's in that? terms of like these like uh, touchdown and deception ratios, I, I feel like even though it's pretty jarring looking at this now, I feel like um, for that era, it was kind of uh, the norm a little bit. Like, you know, yeah. have his picks, like all these guys that were pretty uh, well known and uh, at the top of the league had a ton. And then there's a drop off. So now like the it's kind of normal to see a guy throw eight picks a year. Right. Which used to be. Right crazy do you why do you think that is is it because of the lax rules or are people just getting better yeah i i um well i think the rules have definitely shifted to focus more on the offense especially in the passing game with the lack of contact that defensive backs can have nowadays and how much um things get negated by penalty and all that sort of stuff especially like defensive holding penalties and pass interference and all that so that focus, I think, has skewed the interception numbers, but I also think that offenses have gotten more creative with the short passing game, mm-hmm. is what it seems like to me. Um, so they're they're throwing, I mean, just look at Drew Brees and his 70-something percent completion percentage every year now. And he's throwing these really accurate short passing games that are kind of Brady right. and the, the Patriots offense kind of, it felt like they started. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could probably go back to like the Joe Montana West Coast offense days as well a little mm-hmm. bit. But I think with all these like wide receiver bubble screens and those quick short passes that almost replaced the running game, the Patriots kind of took to heart and, and ran with. Um, but going back to your point, Mike, Brady, even in this year, you know, the, the guy who you don't think of as throwing interceptions was 18 touchdowns, 12 interceptions on the season. Right. So he was almost like one to one as well. And this was considered a good year for a quarterback, the way he, he played. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, um, yeah I was just looking at that. And uh, I, I mean, you have like a guy like Goff who's like putting up crazy numbers and people nowadays are like, I don't know if he's like that great of a quarterback or whatever. So it is, yeah. it is interesting. Right, yeah. Yeah, because I think that even that season uh, when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, that Rams offense – I think was like a top 10 scoring offense of all time, like in the history of the NFL. And people still like, eh, I don't oh, know if Goff's that good. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> uh, both, both the Chiefs and the Rams were both top 10 all-time offenses that season, which is why they, they played that game against each other. And it was what, like 54, yeah, 53 or something? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like it was so, crazy. It was nuts. I will say though that Breeze, um, you got to give him props though because I know he's doing the short game, but I mean he'll throw the long ones in here and there still. And oh yeah, I think he's done four years in a row of over seventy percent. I was reading, so it's something like pretty, that. Yeah, something pretty out insane. of control. 
where for comparison, Drew Bledsoe's completion percentage in 2001 was 63.9%. That's actually higher than I thought. I know, yeah. Uh, Drew Bledsoe's for comparison was 60.6. All right. Uh, But the one passer on here who had the highest passer rating, which I think will actually segue well into what we can talk about next, is uh, Kevin Falk. 100% completion percentage. Mm. One for one for 23 yards. Oh, so yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about his, his uh, passer rating, if you will. Because I think this was the, you could probably say that even though it was early, it was the kind of turning point of the game, it felt like to me. What did you think, Steve? For sure. I mean, it, was it not the same play as in the Philly Super Bowl we lost? Uh, it looked like it to the opposite side of the field, and that spoiler alert might be the worst part of this game for me. Um, really? It, it reminded me of what Steve <laughs> yeah. was talking about. It brought back that. memories. Yeah, because I, I actually had a similar feeling because I saw it. So uh, we'll just set it up for those who haven't actually seen it. But it was kind of – actually, part of it was the direct snap to Kevin Falk that we've seen yeah. more than I remember this season especially. That's a yeah, in this in this season, it really is. I mean, you see them pull it out, like even the the Falcons oh, yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. the last one I can remember, the direct snap to the the running back out of the shotgun. But in this case, they, it was like, that pirouette by Brady in the air to yeah. sell it. Exactly. Yeah, Brady will, will jump like the ball went over his head, and it doesn't fool anybody. So he did that, and Kevin Fall got the ball and started like running a sweep to his right, and then stopped and threw it back to Brady on the left side of the field, wide open, and. I have a quote what Brady said about this play. Uh, where is it? Where is it? It was oh yeah. Uh Tom Brady on the play. He was he was wide fucking open, had the whole half of the field to himself. And his quote was I turned a touchdown into a twenty three yard gain. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so Tom Brady. It was a pretty tough catch though. It was, oh, yeah. yeah. He looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the only time that play has ever worked. It's the only time Tom Brady's caught that ball. Well, what's his like, career numbers and catches? Uh, Wait a minute. Didn't Trey Brown toss him one as well? Also potentially against the Dolphins, or I might be m- mixing really? two games up. I can't I remember know. another Tom Brady catch. So I'm saying, I can remember a couple where he's missed them. But I, oh, yeah, I don't right. even remember this one before I watched this game. So uh, Let's see. He has two other catches. Yeah, I think one of them was from Troy Brown, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you might be mistaken because... All right, whatever, never mind. Scratch it. One catch in 2015 and one in 2018. Yeah, it was the 2018 one, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> the one in 2015 was for 36 yards. I don't remember this play at all. It doesn't say who it was by, but... 36 yards, that's his longest. That's not bad. So, yeah, he has completed twice, but I remember more recently against Tennessee that he hurt his knee on and wasn't the same the rest of the season. Yep. It was that game. You were at that game, Steve, right? You and Greg? Yep. Yep, that sucked. <laughs> I was like, Greg, it's like fourth quarter. It's like three minutes left. Let's just go. And he's like, no, you ought to sit here and take your lickings. <laughs> <laughs> Real fans don't leave until the game's over regardless. Uh huh. That's fair. I get it. Yep. So, but this one actually did work, and it was it was last drive of the first quarter. 
Um, up seven. They, they hadn't actually scored yet. No, this this was the the one up. that yeah this this set it up. Right. Um, and then Antoine Smith ran it in the first play of the second quarter with Richard Seymour as a fullback. That's right. Yes, Richard Seymour leading the way. But yeah, the second quarter was really uh, all that was was where all the action happened. I thought because you know you had that touchdown that that started literally the first play of the drive, and then the Patriots went on to score a couple more touchdowns. One was uh, Brady hitting his backup fullback Patrick Pass for the touchdown, right. which uh, there was a quote by the commentators. Did you did either of you catch it? Is it a football or not football? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so therefore, Mike didn't catch it. I got it. <laughs> right. Although I will say Greg Gumbo and Phil Sims on this one. So I think we're, yeah. we're yeah. kind of making a jump in, uh, uh, what is it, popularity? Yeah, moving on up in the, the, the ladder of competent commentators. Commentation. Right. <laughs> Commentation. That is a real word. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know who it was that said it because I don't give a fuck. Um, but they basically said... Uh, Patrick pass more like Patrick catch. Oh, yeah, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Who, uh, you know, this might be completely off base here, but I'm remembering a, uh, one of the worst fumbles I've ever seen in my life. Um, it was a hamstring issue running back drops the ball and Patriots fumble it away. Was that a Patrick pass moment? I think that was Ridley, wasn't it? Was it really against the, against the Bills? I don't remember. I think so he was like running with the ball and like strained his hamstring and just dropped the ball and just dropped ball. it instead yeah. of just going to the ground. He just drops the ball. I don't know. We might be thinking about different. Was it against the Bills? I think it might have been. I Ridley also like a run up the middle. I'm gonna look this up. I want to say it was Ridley. If if that's why Patrick passed stuck out of my mind. So if that's wrong, oh, all right, maybe you know. Good for him. Literally, the only Patrick Pass highlight I remember is, is this specific touchdown. Get out of here. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but every time I hear Patrick Pass, this is the play that comes to mind. <laughs> I don't know why this stuck yeah. out of my mind. It definitely is Patrick Pass pulling a hammy. Is it really? Yeah, 2005. Oh, shit. You're going to have to post that in chat so we can all watch it and comment yeah, on it. Yeah, so when we get to that game... We'll revisit this. Oh, all right. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Something to look forward to. <laughs> is that who I think it is? Oh. Oh, dude. Did, okay. you, did you have your nice little meal? Are you feeling better now? <laughs> you got a nice little tummy? Yeah, my tummy's uh, I made a, a nice shrimp gumbo. It was delicious, Mike. You'd be proud of me. Did you I make it yourself? Been. I sure did. Wow. Dude, Here's you've turned that. into a fine young man. I'm always proud of you. A fine young woman. Hey. <laughs> he wasn't saying that about you when you weren't here. What? <laughs> you trapped me, Mike? I don't remember what I said. I'm going to have to just plead the fifth on this one. I apologize if I said anything. We can play the tape if you want, Greg. I'm sure we can get it back for you. Look, it's all everything's a blur, Greg. It's all it's all for fun. It's all for Mike fun. Blacks, blacks out as blacks out as soon as he logs into this. <laughs> it's a freaking condition, dude. <laughs> You're a condition. 
Yeah, he starts bringing up how he grew up in Lawrence and tough guy shit. <laughs> tough guy shit. Lawrence, Massachusetts, man. All right, it's it's it ain't it ain't you know. Salem, New Hampshire. Okay, I am up and down Salem, New Hampshire. Either I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Whole new ball game. All right, Salem's nice. And I I made it out of that town. (laughs) And my parents are Portuguese, bro. So I I mean, it was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So tough. Jesus. So tough. You're giving me uh, flashbacks here. Oh, do share. Give us, give us your yeah. Give us your favorite Lawrence moment. My favorite Lawrence moment. I learned or your most memorable. I would say I learned how to break out slash sneak out because um, babysitter would lock us on the porch to keep us contained, and because um, <laughs> she was really good at what she was doing. And uh, <laughs> at eight years old, I learned how to. Um, uh, I came up with this way to get off of the porch and kind of just do my thing uh, on my own. And she wouldn't check on us for like five hours. So oh every day uh, I would kind of sneak out of the, uh, the apartment and I taught my, uh, my sister and cousins how to do this. And we'd just kind of frolic at eight years old through the streets <laughs> of Lawrence. <laughs> just raising hell. What was that? Oh, yeah. Just raising hell. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, we, we, we learned a lot, but I don't know if I did much of the uh, hell raising myself, but, uh, it was good times, you know, fond memories and, um, you know, she's the best. She's still with us by the way. So who, your sister or the babysitter? The babysitter. Oh, okay. Good. I guess. Yeah. She was, yeah. Is she she still babysitting? Uh, she's not. I did see her recently. She went back to Portugal. Okay. And, uh, she's doing fine. Um, she she had a little bit of a uh, problem with the drink when she took care of us as well. Ah, so, okay. Um, I think that's gotten better. So good for her. You know, I, I'm I, I'm proud of her. All right. Proud of a lot of people today. You are, aren't you? <laughs> just just sharing that pride. I love it. When was the first time you broke out of your house, Andy? Um. Just now tonight, I'm, I'm recording this. This is, this is some pirate radio shit. I'm recording it in the passenger seat of my car. Oh, shit. That's yeah. why you sound so good. I know. It's the acoustics in here. They're great. Anybody else have a sneaking out story? No. Mom just let us do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Your mom's uh, your mom's pretty cool. So. Yeah, sure. You do whatever you want. That's I got true. one. With the- no, let's, let's hear it. We're- with the house we grew up in had a, a loft bedroom. So it's like climb up a little ladder hmm. and like in the loft. There was like a little attic space. You just pull off the door and you can get to like the, you know, the water heater and all that crap. Hmm. And, uh, of course we just smoke weed in there because it was perfect. You know, we set up. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like blow the ash into the insulation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Because it's healthy, <laughs> you're good. But then they had to go up there to check on something at one point. Like a <laughs> contractor there, and they like climb up and I can open the door to it, and like there's like a lawn chair and a bean bag and stuff. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> like an she was pissed about the lawn chair because it was her favorite one. 
<laughs> well, I was going to say, what was she like? She seems like she would be kind of like understanding of the whole situation. Yeah. Well, and I was the last, I was the youngest of the four. So by that time she had given up on like. <laughs> yeah, giving up all hope on Greg. Yeah. Explains a lot, really. Yep. And I came back freshman year of college for like winter break. We were smoking up there and mama, like we were like, I don't know. We were just being real idiots. Thought like, yeah, no one will be able to hear us or smell this blunt. Smoking the loft, and my mom was like, "It's right above her bedroom." So she's like, "Fuck, are you doing up there?" <laughs> so mad. Well, uh, I remember it come down. <laughs> he goes, "What are you doing up there?" We were like, "Nothing." She goes, "What are you doing?" <laughs> has she ever done there? That? Has she ever with Corey? I was yeah. Has she ever done that herself? Do you think? No. No. Wow. What smoked up in the loft? No. No, smoked up in general. Before Not really. kids, I think probably. Yeah, she she said when she was a teenager. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she was a bit of a wild child, I guess. Hey. So we've been told, and I will find out from her when we eventually have her on the podcast. I'm not gonna put words in Mama Brown's mouth. That's fair. No, uh, Brown is a different man. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of high, uh, let's talk about some of these kickoffs in the second quarter. Well, I want to see what yeah, Mike has to say about the punting. Well, I thought that Miami's punting was atrocious. Um, so bad. Oh, so bad. I mean, I think one of them traveled like 10 or 15 yards. I think it was 16. Oh, okay, 16. On the stat sheet, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Pretty pretty rough. Um yeah, I have it here. Uh, Miami drove to the 50 and punted from the 50, and the Pats started at their own 34. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not pretty. Um, the whole kicking uh, game was interesting, though, because I was writing. It was. I mean, the, the first one, Vinatieri kicks into the end zone, and I commented, uh, you know, I wrote, like, a note that, like, that was insane because we haven't seen that all year, and it actually no. bounced into the end zone. But then – they all started to kind of land. Every kickoff was landing at the 30 or 40. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, but I started picking up on, I think the announcers touched on this a little bit, that I think they were using the sun to the, the, their advantage to kind of create issues. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was the sun or if it was like a wind issue too. Because um, it did seem so you every don't think time it was they intentional? were... I, th- I think the kickoffs were. I, I don't. Think, I don't think the 16-yard punt was. Right, right. That was right. terrible. <laughs> but it felt like every time they were kicking from right to left is when the Patriots were doing the short kickoffs and the punts were were failing. Because mm. it was the the Dolphins punting in the first quarter when they were going that direction is when the the two bad punts were, and then as soon as the Patriots scored was in the second quarter, and that's when they started in the kickoffs, which we hadn't. Mm. You know, we've only ever seen the first one, but. Yeah, they were doing these like, like you said, really high kickoffs that would land at the, like the Jets or the excuse me, the Jets, the Dolphins, like thirty, thirty-five yard line. Mm. Uh, and one of those, I think you might be right that that maybe the sun did play into it because you could tell that the guys were having trouble fielding it right. because one, they're they're supposed to be blocking anyway, so they're not used to fielding kicks, but then. Two, it also looked like they were struggling with either the wind or the sun. It was hard to tell. 
So is it one of those things where I'm viewing it as like, oh, Belichick is a genius. Of course he came up with this. And you're maybe uh, uh, bringing to the table that it was coincidental, perhaps. Yeah, windy. I Well, I think it might be a bit of both. I think Belichick, yeah. I mean, the Patriots are playing at home. Hey, shut the fuck up. You showed up late. Well, <laughs> oh, do you can Genius in the, the sun, and then you can. They don't. You should catch the ball. It was fucking windy. Wait, you're well, going cool. in and out. I don't know if everybody else is hearing this, but yeah, you're, you're, your your audio right sucks. sucks. And you put it. words in my mouth that I wasn't actually going to say. So hey, how about right. let me? How about let me say it? Oh, so, oh now you let people talk, Andy. <laughs> well, if you showed up on time, I'd let you talk. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yo! Time out. Wait, yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg, your audio sucks. What about now? Yeah. It's better. Is it better now? Yeah. yeah. All right. Back to what I was saying, Andy. You're an idiot. <laughs> All right, Connor. <laughs> but go ahead. So this is the Patriots' home field. I'm sure they've practiced on this. I'm sure they. I'm sure they know what happens on windy days. So I'm not saying they're purposely trying to get these kicks to to land on a specific guy who's known for not catching it or some bullshit like that. But I'm pretty sure that they had something in place where if you're kicking into this end zone and the wind's blowing and we've seen punts failing that they had been in the first quarter, instead of trying to boot it into the end zone, letting the guy get a run up at it and catching it at the 25, just kick it straight up and like basically push it so they can't return for a touchdown and make a, a, a forward guy catch it instead. I disagree. I don't care. I'm on All right, what are your th- hey, Andy? Let them, let them, let them, let them say it. What's yeah, on your mind, Greg? You want to hear my rebuttal? Yeah. There was a 14 mile an hour wind, and it was windy. That's it. I mean, it's not that strong. <laughs> right, but yeah, I think- uh, that, that's all you got, Greg. This is the whole <laughs> podcast where anything that happens, Belichick is a genius. You know? Yeah. Some. Oh, yeah. It's just windy. That's all. <laughs> I, you know what? I feel it. I was thinking that, you know, he did orchestrate it, but my role is definitely to um, uh, play the devil's advocate in my thinking here. And you know what? Belichick's not a genius. I, I give it a uh, Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. See, if Mike's agreeing with me, if Mike's agreeing with you, you know you've done something wrong. Well, he brings up a good point. It was the <laughs> wind, dude. 14 mile an hour wind. I know yeah. it was the wind. Then why did you bring it up? Part. I did. No, I was you the didn't. First one to bring I didn't it hear up. it. I didn't hear it. I was literally the first one to bring up the wind. No, nope. I think he's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Belichick did intentionally saw the first couple of punts get caught up. Yeah. And if you, if you, I remember looking, all of they were showing Romeo Corneller, Charlie Weiss, and like they're like blocking out the sun. Mm-hmm. Well, really on that all right, sorry, Greg. I can't do it. I, I think you did it on purpose. <laughs> well, then that Turk was doing it on purpose too. Whoa. No, Matt Turk well, sucked. <laughs> I have heard that Matt, Matt Turk has been described as a genius by some folks in the league. Yeah. He's, some people are saying. Yeah, some people. I've heard people talk about Matt Turk. Yeah. That's his name. <laughs> Nailed it. He's got uh, a situation though, though. You know, he already looks like a dork, and then he's got that stupid like 
downward angled face mask. Yeah, I think we yeah. talked about it uh, in the first Dolphins game. I think it was just me and Mike, though, where the, the top of the face mask kind of like does that little loop up too. So he just always looks surprised. <laughs> but it's just because of his face mask. Yeah. It looks like a it looks like a dog that's surprised, you know. He's got where his eyebrows are all bunched up at the top, but it's his it's his helmet. Yeah, I hate when kickers do that. It, like you already look like an idiot. You're a kicker. Like just wear a regular helmet. Yeah, I don't understand it. I kind of wish kickers would wear like linebacker helmets. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the jersey with a just, shield, like yeah. a black dog. <laughs> How intimidating would that be? Because you, you, you look at the guy and be like, yeah, this guy never misses. Yeah. Ice cold. I just love the, the kickers that look like jacked. I mean, there's one in every <laughs> every 10 years where there's one that pops up. Yeah. That's true. It's usually a punter, though, I feel like. Oh, that could be it. Although Janikowski but, was pretty, pretty big. Yeah, he was more guy. hefty than anything, though. All right. That's true. <laughs> Was a kicker this year at the combine that was like had the most reps on the oh on the bench press yeah oh he yeah did like twenty five or something ridiculous yeah. yeah and didn't he run like some crazy forty as well I thought yeah I think he's a pretty good athlete yeah that's what I yeah I love to see him as like a linebacker and a kicker like Vinatieri player yeah yeah exactly you know you yeah. you save a spot for something else and you put him on the field all the time. That's not bad. I'm surprised like there aren't more like uh, hybrid kicker punters, though. I thought the same. Like, have one guy do the both jobs. Is it that different of a, a skill set? I imagine probably is. Pat McAfee would like a word. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, that, I'm curious. As somebody who's kicked balls a lot in my life, I can understand that they're different skill sets, but are they that different where you can't do both? Hmm. I mean, I always think it's funny when they have the kicker and the punter, but then the punter or a third kicker is doing, like, kickoffs. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the Patriots had started to do that, didn't they? They had uh, Ryan Allen kicking off or something like that in certain games a couple years ago. Maybe a couple oh, of yeah, times. Yeah. yeah. But he was their always... punter. They had their punter doing the kick. The kickoffs. Right, yeah. Right, right. Which you've I seen everyone's for the group. <clears throat> so, like... <clears throat> Obviously, some people say it's like the easiest job in football is being the uh, hunter or kicker. What do you? What would your preference be as far as like longevity, money? You know how people respect you. What position on a football team? Backup quarterback or all of them? Any position. No oh, backup hmm. quarterback for sure. Exactly. You're the most popular guy if, if the starter doesn't do any if the starter's not playing well, because you're the one that everybody wants to put in because it's a change of pace. You don't actually have to do anything. You just stand there and hold a fucking clipboard, and you're getting paid quarterback money instead of like punter money. So even as a backup, you're getting paid more than the starting kicker, right? They can't hit practice. Yeah, True. you get the red shirt. And if you yeah. actually do get into the game and you suck, they don't expect anything from you anyway. Yeah, yeah it's so. like, oh, well, he's the backup. Fuck it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick's made a career of it. That's true. Well, he actually starts a bunch of games. Who was it that uh was it Chase McDaniels or someone like that? Who had made some ungodly amount of money. He made like a hundred million dollars as a back like a career backup. Was it him? It was someone like that. 
Dude, there's a bunch of these guys though. Like like Matt Leinart, for instance. That guy's still in you know, he was still playing until fairly recently. Is he still playing? Matt Leinart? Stat check. I don't know, but that guy's made bank, all right? And he never really did anything. Yeah. Lon Snapper is a close second though. Yeah, but that's a lot of pressure yeah. though. Yeah. I'd rather be a punter. Because that's less Lon- pressure. Feels like it's just like a muscle memory thing that you can nail every time. How come you uh, have you guys seen like the trick guys like on YouTube? Yeah. Like, how come those guys don't don't ever make a team? I know that they get tryouts, but how come they never get signed? They suck at kicking. Yeah, because so? they, they they're not very good at the actual kicking because they spend too much time practicing the. the but what about stuff. like that dude that was like booming like sixty yard field goals like one after another? Like, does that does that guy ever get a shot? Pass tried him out. Yeah, I think oh, they really? did actually. They that. tried him out this yeah. year. Yeah. And, uh, oh, like Year we had was getting hurt. Yeah. Oh damn! All right. I I mean, uh, do do most kickers just come up through like school and th- that's it? That that's the farm system because like even um, a couple of kickers that I guess are entering this draft, um, their percentages are not that great. So how can you tell that that's going to translate into the NFL with like? You know, I'm not quite sure how that works, uh, but I think kicking this year was lower overall anyway. So I don't know what the hell happened. Mm. But nobody could kick field goals this year. It seemed like. Did I? Uh, kicker camps where they have like camps where you know all these like high-profile prospects go, and like how you perform at that like affects your draft status more than like. Oh, any- all right. No kidding. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, how do you guys feel about – I don't know if you guys have watched any of the XFL, but since we're talking about kickers, how do you uh, – I know that they're trying to be a little bit more tame this time around, but they obviously change up a lot of things. What do you think about um, the NFL trying out some of the stuff that they're doing, if you guys are familiar? So I've only caught bits and pieces. I know that the kickoffs are different. Right. And that seems – I could take it or leave it. Uh, it's not a big enough difference that it makes. I mean, it seems like less people would get hurt, but it also seems yeah. like there'd be an opportunity for a big play. It also seems like there's less opportunity for a big play, though, from the feel of it. You think so? Because once they, they, they cross the uh, threshold, it's pretty much a wide open field. Yeah, that's true, but nobody ever seems to. I know. I haven't seen it yet, but. Uh, I think it happened once, and it was on a trick play. All right. Um, but I think the extra point thing is interesting. Yeah. No more kicking an extra point. You either get one point, which is like a, a play from the two yard line, two points is a five yard line, and three points is a play from the 10, something like that. Yeah, something like that. That's more interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wonder, I'm curious, like, what that's going to do to the, like, scores. Like, is it going to make it a closer game because you could always, like, throw up a Hail Mary with, like, a three? Or is it going to be that it's going to be out of hand, more blowouts? Probably the closer game because I feel like coaches still aren't going to go for three every time if you're scoring. You know True. what I mean? Yeah. Just because it's hard to score from the 10, but it Although, gives you more of a chance to actually crawl back in if you do start hitting those three point conversions. I was wondering though, like one point is from the, like you're saying, the two, and then two points is like from the four. I mean, is there that much of a difference? I guess like it kind of cuts out running plays on the four. I, but. Yeah, I don't think there's that much difference, and I'm surprised more. Coaches don't go for it. Just right. go for two regardless in that situation. Yeah, I thought the same thing, though. I thought, like, you know, 
I mean, I do think that uh, bringing back kicks on extra points was a good idea. I think it kind of adds a little more drama. But, um, yeah, I didn't mind that system. And same thing with, like, overtime rules. I mean, I know that there's, you know, overtime in the NFL I think is way better than it was around the 2001 season. Um, So I think it's a lot better now where everyone at least gets a shot um, potentially. But Mm -hmm. what do you think about the sort of college football XFL style? Uh, is the XFL the same as college football? I don't actually know what they're over. It's almost like that. It's like, I think everyone gets five possessions to try to score from like whatever yard line. And then it's kind of like a, a shootout type of format where if it's tied, then they just go into sudden death. Oh, I see. Um, I mean, I think they all end up in sudden death anyway, eventually. So it's at the end of the day, how much different is it really? I think it's more about like drama and excitement and, and also like not hurting people. Because, like, you know, you don't want to play another 15 minutes if everyone's exhausted, I guess. I guess. I mean, yeah. Either way is fine by me, to be honest. That's fair. College football crushes NFL over time. In terms of excitement? Yeah, it's way better. Yeah, I think so, too. I have a question. Oh, yes. Why is there not more female kickers in the NFL? (laughs) You tell us. You got us in trouble here? No, I'm just. I'm just <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a, a good point, Andy. What do you? Th- why do you think that? Leg well, strength, maybe. Generally, right? If we look at how the game has evolved over the last twenty years or so, Kelly, you'll understand that when you need to kick a a football, you need a lot of muscle in your leg, and you know, with with just the the natural advantages that men have over women and in, in both like bigger brains and bigger muscles. <laughs> it really <laughs> it really makes it so that they're better kickers. I'm a little surprised you got through that as far as you did without laughing. Um but for real, I was I was thinking this when you guys are talking about the difference. Like the game has evolved a ton. Like the T D I and T's ratio is a good example, but kicking really hasn't. I bet if you look at like percentages of like made kicks in this season versus the last season like across the whole nfl that's probably pretty similar like why is the rest of the nfl advanced and come so far in the offensive side of things and kicking is stagnated uh kicking has gotten more accurate actually over the years uh, at least closer kicks have but uh people are the, the misses are now from like over 45 yards instead of over 35 yards you know what i mean wait but i'm, I'm still curious uh what um kelly what what do, why do you think um because men are afraid that women will do a job better than them <laughs> Ooh. now i i have a question though because carly lloyd was bringing this up right huh? and she's amazing great soccer player um but she was uh potentially going to give the going to be given the opportunity to try out and then she declined she said she'd think about it, then she kind of waffled, and then she kind of said that she didn't think that she should do it. So it, she's the biggest proponent right now for female kickers. So what do you think about her response? Um, I don't agree with it because if you're going to come out and say all that stuff, then you got to follow through. I agree. But, but – Typical woman. No. Whoa, <laughs> hey, hey. Hit him. Right now. You should just kick him right now. I, yes. Show them what female kickers can do. Yes. 
I think I need to know no- more about the story because if she's saying, eh, maybe not because she wants to keep playing soccer and stay there, then okay. But she said that she, um, she thinks that women can kick as well as men, but that um, the physical nature of getting hit by a guy of that weight and speed might not be the greatest thing. Yeah, that's loosely translated, but that's what she was getting at. I mean, I think that's fair. Right. But now, here's the more interesting question, I think. Why aren't there female coaches? Isn't there one? There is now. Well, there yeah. is now, but I mean, like a head coach. Like it's, taken, it's taken, what, 100 years to get to this point? Well, it's systematic sexism, isn't it? Oh, I think so. Right. Because they weren't allowed to they weren't allowed to be coaches growing up, so they didn't have the opportunities, so you're not seeing any. Similar to right. a lot of like uh the tech field too. There's not a lot of Right. Women but I think developers. that's interesting because that takes yeah. out the physical element and sure. I don't I see think, any reason why well, that can't be a possibility. In school growing up they're kind of uh shepherded towards other things just by you know societal norms and things like that but don't you know Kelly? no you have, don't you have to earn your right to get to a head coach so kind of you behind. do but it, it's that's what i mean it's like I, i'm surprised that it took this long for women to have the opportunity to even climb the ladder mm-hmm. i'm not surprised what was that i'm not surprised it's a man-run mm-hmm. world Come on. a white yeah, man I, world. I know i mean how many non-white males are there coaching in the nfl well, I also think like the uh, the Rooney rule is like a joke because the fact that they have to even instill a um, a rule that minority coaches have to interview is ridiculous. Like that shouldn't even have to be a thought. It should be whoever's the best can get the job, right? Right. Well, I think they should make a Rooney rule for women. Like a Rooney hit- rule. A Rooney rule. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, we got there at the same time. I like you it. You can interview at least one woman for every head coaching job. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go have fun, guys. All right, thanks. Good talking. Bye. Bye. Uh, all right, so speaking of, speaking of kicks, <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to talk about this kickoff in the second quarter of the Patriots-Dolphins game? Oh, man, this is an interesting episode. It sure is. (laughs) So what happened was we talked about it ad nauseum earlier, but the Patriots doing high-short kickoffs. Dolphins struggled with the first one and actually fumbled the second one after uh, the Patriots kicked the field goal. They recover that kick and then uh, drive down and kick another field goal, and now it's um, 20-3 to at the half, Patriots. Oh, genius move by Belichick. You know what? If you want to start a, a, a Patriots Doubters podcast, you're more than welcome. Yeah. Yo, but backtracking, if there is no Rooney rule, do you think that, <laughs> you, think that you think that minority coaches get an opportunity or is it just all whites all the time? That's crazy. I mean, it's probably all whites all the time. That sucks. That's kind of what we do as a as a white male society. As a Portuguese man, I don't know whether that follows in, but everybody should be given an opportunity. All right. Yeah. Are you considered white? Or are you? I, it's always been a gray area. Non-white. Yeah. For me oh. in my life, it depends on uh, the group that I'm hanging out in, I guess, and how they view me. Because <laughs> I remember. I got a rebuttal. Yeah. So the, the percentage of like black coaches or minority coaches in the NFL is like roughly. It's actually slightly more than the overall population in the United States. You're talking like percentage? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, really? So wouldn't you say that they're accurately re- represented? I don't know. I don't know the numbers or, or whatever. I just know that in the last maybe 10 years, minority coaches have been given opportunities. But before that, and that's partly probably because of the Rooney rule, but before that, it was pretty much non-existent. Yeah. And I think the other, the counter argument is you have the players are a lot more diverse and then True. the most popular coach isn't, which is kind of suspect, but mm. there Same is with the owners too. Hey, there's certainly more white people in America than there are black people. So it kind of makes sense statistically that you'd have more qualified white coaches than. Yeah. yeah but then what about like all the owners are white and I know that that comes from money and like history and like where they came from and what opportunities they were given, but that's not like a good indication of the population. Correct. But and I, mean, you, I guess you can't really rule for I, buying a football team. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I, I guess you can't really boot owners. <laughs> It depends on how racist they are, I guess. That's true. Or if they make their uh, employees show up in in jeans on Fridays or whatever the hell it was. Oh yeah, was name Jerry Richardson, the Panthers. Wait, what? They get the old owner of the Panthers. He was kind of like a sketchy old man, and a bunch of stories started to come out, so they made him sell the team. Oh, it was for jean Fridays. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so they could look at the girls' butts or something like that. What? <laughs> Yeah, I think that that was like the stuff that started what to come out. What is going on? And they're like, oh, it's cool, it's cool. He's selling the team. He's selling the team. It's cool. We don't need any more of these stories. Yeah, typical NFL shit. Wow. He was like, I'm buying the team. And sure enough, he didn't. <laughs> Surprise. He did he not qualified to run an NFL team. <laughs> I remember we read a whole blog post about that, didn't you, Greg? About P. Diddy trying to get the money together to buy the Carolina Panthers. That would have made for some good television. Like he called them the North Carolina Panthers or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even know they were. <laughs> Whoops! Not a great start. Yeah. Well, there's that. What the Clippers own? No, the Lakers owner. Who got yeah, Clippers? Yeah, Clippers. Yeah. He was super racist. Yeah. Well, he's senile too. He was senile. It's true. It's also super racist. Yeah. <laughs> also true. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I am anymore, but uh I, I'm gonna start putting down um American and Azorian in the other from now on. Oh. Azorian, nice. Yeah. Not even Portuguese, just Azorian. Well, I mean my family's from the Azores. Nobody even knows where that is, so I do. Danny I, know. Does. I know, right? And he's a great, great man. I I, I actually know a lot of Azorians. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, somebody, Mike, the one you uh, interviewed at. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guy that um, interviewed me was Azorian. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Half the damn place was. <laughs> whoa. I didn't like how you. Whoa, whoa. What was that damn place? Was it about the place or was it about the people in the place? I didn't like that. <laughs> They're all called Porta. How am I supposed to keep them apart? Whoa, hey, I don't like this at all, dude. We are on some thin ice right now. Holy crap, let's talk about the game. I'm furious. This uh, is g- Mike's fault saying, oh, not to backtrack, but... I know, I know, I thought <laughs> I know. it was going to be a two-second joke. I had pulled it back so well and everything, talking about kickers. Uh, I know, I, I derailed it. it. I apologize. Up in but flames. It's not the first time I've apologized. It's not going to be the last. Uh, I have a prepared statement. If can we just, can we just do football or not football, Mike? 
<laughs> I got a few if you want to get to them. <laughs> yes. All right. Should we talk about how the game ends before we do that? No. All right, fine. It's a, whatever uh, well, you want, Andy. You're, you, well, it's off the rails today. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Uh, all right, the Patriots won twenty to thirteen. The only reason it was that close was because uh, the Dolphins scored a touchdown in garbage time at the end. It was under Although, two minutes left. I, I, all right, it, it was garbage time, but then it slowly became like n- not garbage time. It got very close at the end. I felt. Yeah, Pats had a chance to put this game away, and they really didn't. The Dolphins well, went around longer than that. Pats after after the half just started running clock, like in the third quarter, just running clock. Steve, did you watch it? Yeah. Whole thing? I did this <laughs> when I got off the airplane today. Yep. All right. So, so should we ask Greg if he watched it? Oh, well, you want, want me to hit you with a quote? <laughs> yeah, hit me with a quote <laughs> from your binder, of course. When the guy said Patrick Pass was, was Patrick Catch on his touchdown. Yeah, yeah, we, we talked about that. We did hit that. that. Yeah. <laughs> but that still proves my point that I watched it, right? Because there was no highlights on the YouTube machine. So, well, yeah, this game didn't exist on the internet. Exactly. So the only way I would have known that quote is if I actually clicked on the link and watched the whole game. That's fair. Although well, you were it was guy. written about in the Boston Globe right. the day after. No, I. I actually looked and it was like, ooh, the second quarter was all the touchdowns, so I watched the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's one way to do it. But you yeah. miss you miss the uh, the Brady play. The, the throwback. Brady. Oh no, I saw that. I saw that. Oh, okay. All right, good. Well, yeah, the the end of the game though was getting a little bit too close for comfort. And this was like a must win essentially. They had to win the division um the the following week. They, they have to win that game too, right? So it was all down to the wire. And for some reason, for a game that was a blowout in the last eight minutes, I think, it got pretty close. I mean, it went down to a onside uh, kick. And the Dolphins, dude, that was like, for an unsuccessful kick, that looked like one of the best onside kicks I've seen. It was well executed, but it was before... Actually, no, this this was the, the first time I remember seeing... The Patriots do their patented uh, onside kick recover, where they have all the guys on the side, but everybody except for one goes and blocks, and then the one guy, the hands guy, has to catch it. Oh, it's genius! But hands guy, it's Fred I Coleman. Can, Fred Coleman, right? Who has had yeah, a big play against yeah, the Jets? His only catch, and this was his only other play of the season. And he caught it, and he got lit the fuck up mm-hmm. by the, the, the backup like defensive end or something like that. Some huge dude had a like running start game. and just crushed him. You think they would have put Patrick Ketch back there for the hands team? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll revisit him in 2005, believe me. <laughs> Mike, Mike's got thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, back to the rules change. Um, what do you guys think of that? Instead of the onside's kick doing that fourth and seventeen, I'm fine that? with it because at this point nobody recovers onside kick. I know it's kind anymore. of a lame thing. Fourth and seventeen yeah, rules. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think it's cool. It's better than it what cool. it is now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, because how many games can can you remember like against the Saints or against Cleveland most recently where the uh, Patriots recovered it and it, like it's a really exciting thing. Yeah, and like Andy said, after the rules changes, like it doesn't happen anymore. It's lame. 
it's lame. Yeah. So I, I read one like stipulation to the rule that I thought was brilliant too. Of like, you don't want it to be uh, like a pass interference gives you the first down. So mm-hmm. treat the the seventeen yard line to gain as like an end zone. So if there's a penalty beyond it, you just get one play from like a fourth and one from that spot. Oh, all right. Oh, I see. Still got to convert it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it gives you a, a second chance. Right. So you I mean, can't just you can't just do the uh, Joe Flacco huck it down, try it down to the one yard line or pass interference. Yeah. Clever. Yeah, I think it's I think it's not bad. Good because I've seen people hate on it. I'm, I'm like, you guys are just lame if you don't want that rule dude i just i like especially most of the games right are not for the patriots right so if you just happen to be watching a game and you have no vested interest i just want to see something fun and exciting it's pretty lame when like the anticipation builds and the announcers trying to make it exciting and then it like kind of just patters out of bounds or into somebody's hands i'm like yeah it's lame yeah i agree so yeah all right so i mean that ends the game patriots recover the onside kick uh, which starts a scuffle, but uh, Pats end up being able to kneel it at the end, and uh, Belichick gets... <laughs> what? We're going to the playoffs. Uh, it wasn't yeah, yeah. actually official. Yeah, it wasn't guaranteed yet. Uh, but... They have their bye week next week in week 16. <laughs> yeah, well, because well, this game was played on the Saturday, and the two other games that mattered were on the Sunday. And I think if either the Dolphins, oh, sorry, the Jets or the Ravens lost, the Pages would be in the playoffs. But the Jets beat the Colts and the Ravens beat the Bengals. So it didn't happen. They had one more week. All but right. regardless, Belichick still got his Gatorade bath at the end of the game. He did. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a little, little smile on his face again before he sold his soul. So he was, was excited, yeah. Giving yeah. people bear hugs. Yep. Guys, yeah. I I feel like we're making the playoffs here. Like, I didn't think we'd last 16 weeks. <laughs> I, I'm with you, yeah. That's a, that's a, a fair yeah. point. So, so I guess the question is, where is my Gatorade bath? I think it's uh, potentially in the wine episode, which we'll address later if we get to it. <laughs> yeah, we're, that's still on the table. We're, we're figuring out the, uh, the specifics of that. Right. But, yeah, no, you're right, man. I mean, uh, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, connecting with you guys again. It was a good idea, Andy, to talk about the Pats and connect with you guys because life happens and it's uh, tough to get in touch. So it, it was yeah. a good idea. You're making I'm it sound like this is the last episode. We still have one more regular <laughs> yeah. season game left. Well, we're entering the bye week, man. You know, <laughs> That's fair enough, yeah. Mentally prepping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. All right, so uh, let's do football, not football. Do you have any? I, I do have a few, man, and some of them Ooh. are – some of them, I think that they're just they're they're throwing it up to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, uh, Greg Gumble, Phil Sims, they're just, they're they're new on the scene for us. Haven't heard well, from them yet. Right, and there's a couple like similar ones, but the way that they word it, I'm just like, come on, guys, I know what this is at this point, but you're just making it hard on me. <laughs> all right, um, let's hear it. All right, first, all right, first <laughs> one. What was that? Greg's primed and ready. All right, all yeah. All right, so I don't know if you guys picked up on some of these, but... Um, I doubt it. All right. Charlie Weiss, the offensive... So they're talking about Brady here. Uh, Charlie Weiss, the offensive coordinator, he says he brought me in his office and he gave me a tongue lashing. So it kind of snapped him out of everything, and I think Tom Brady feels good because of it. That's kind of crazy, right? That's Yeah. yeah. I mean, what is a tongue lashing? 
Stack I Can we Google that? What is a tongue lashing? Yeah. yeah what's a tongue lashing? Because he says he gets a tongue lashing, and then all of a sudden he, he felt like really good. You want me to give you the ASMR version of what Google's saying here? ASMR? Okay. That the, uh, the whispering stuff? Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Did you have it like queued up too, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what? <laughs> what was that? Was that you making that noise? Oh, it was Google, dude. Snatch it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, can we hear it again? Yeah. yeah. So football or not football? Do it, Wait, give we, it to us again. I, I think we need to hear it one more time. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I had a different uh, experience when I googled tongue lashing. Personally, <laughs> uh, the the definition here is that it's a noun, is a loud or severe scolding. So I don't. But after after Greg's experience that he he shared with us, I don't I don't know who to believe. So I think this is a gray area. Be two words: tongue lashing or one. I think it's two. Yeah, I think it is two. Uh, it looks hyphenated to me. Ooh. I mean, if that's, if that's not gray area, I don't know what is. Yeah. I think you're right, though, because, yeah, Greg's findings is <laughs> very persuasive. It's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, that was the, yeah, that was great. Thank you for looking that up. I appreciate <laughs> that. Something. Holy shit. All right. Well, next one. Um, and I, I get what this is, I think, but I think that there was a little like weird tinge about the referee that they were talking about. But uh, one of the announcers said, a referee would like to look at it from every angle. Oh, girl. Right. Was he, was he under that hood thing, too, when he was talking about him? I think so. That's, I've always that's... wondered what they're looking at under there. Because when they come out, they're, they're rarely talking about what they were showing on the TV. Right. So they get their own angles, right? Like not what we see. I guess, but own angles of what? Of it. What's Look at, it? I don't Greg, know. I, I don't know if I want you to Google this anymore. I'm a little scarred by the last fact check, to be completely <laughs> honest. So we're just going to put this in the football one and move on. All right, yeah, I think so. I think they might be talking about different angles of the play. Yeah, all the, all the different camera angles that they've captured, you know? Okay. Yeah. All the secret cameras that they have, especially, especially in Foxborough Stadium, there's probably a lot of secret cameras, right, Greg? That's right. Fucking hater. Um, it is a fact, though. I've been there and I've seen a few of them, but that's nor here nor there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, side note, though, the XFL, it's interesting that they're like trying to do another different thing where it's like full transparency. You can see what the referee sees. You can oh, like, yeah. they'll can show a the conversation. Yeah, they'll show a freaking coach, say a play, and then they'll show what that play is right after. I'm like, that's isn't that the epitome of like sign stealing or whatever? Kind well, of, yeah. So there. What is that? You guys want to get into some science dealing? Um, I don't oh, really. Whatever <laughs> it takes to win. I mean, look, the Red Sox—they probably stole some signs, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Steve, thoughts? You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. Oh, classic Pats fan. 
Apparently yeah. everybody's doing it. Cheatriots and all that shit. Yeah. But I, asterisk. I condone it. Uh, yeah, me too. But I, I'm also I'm also a huge fan of all the Astros players getting beaned every time they go up to the plate too. That's the best. <laughs> that was that a test good. because I wanted to test your homerism of if you get like pissed when people say the Patriots cheated and then you get like you judge other franchises for cheating, then you're not being consistent. Oh, absolutely. You know? I've heard Pats fans like rag on Houston. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> Dude, I think that shit's funny. If you could get away with it for that long, I mean, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the trash can thing is genius. Dude, it's genius. Because no, nobody recognized it was a trash can that was Dude, doing it. You, you know what I think it's funny about the whole thing? They do not give a fuck. <laughs> like, really don't. If you see them in interviews, they don't give a shit. And it's yeah, funny. like the apology that they keep coming out and giving, be like, well, I'm sorry you're offended. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done. Dude. Then, dude, my favorite part is the Yankees, man. They just keep whining about how they lost two years in a row to them um, yeah. or to the Red Sox. And uh, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. And there's also like so much smoke around the fact that like all these former Astros, like people that were involved in it when they're in Houston are on the Yankees as well. It's like, I, right. I don't know how clean you are. So maybe stop throwing those rocks in that glass house of yours. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Uh, Remember the song? Remember Doug? Doug Funny? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember his song, Banging on a Trash Can? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear about it, I think of that song. <laughs> oh, man, that, that, that should be every other like opponent's walk-up song to the... Oh, imagine. ...their at-bat. Or like as a reliever, you come out to that. Dude, it's hilarious. I, I just think, like, talking about the uh, the Yankees, so let's say A-Rod, right? Mr. Steroids, he's banned from baseball, and now he's like a beloved celebrity. He's with J-Lo. Uh, we're just cutting through the 15 years of hate and just going right to that point. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. Who cares? All, you know, in reality – we shouldn't cheat. It's all about the integrity of the game. This is all in jest, okay? For all those out there, I believe in organized sports. I believe in the youth of America. And let's keep every game clean. Thank you. You know what the XFL should do? They should allow performance-enhancing drugs. Any, yeah. All of them. Oh, uh, boy. Like, you know what? That. Let's see what the, the human body can do when you just pump you it full of that. whatever the fuck. I think they tried that in spurts, but... It, it would end up being like uh, te- what was that? Which Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was it? The second one with the ooze. Oh, yes. oh yeah. And they grew those like huge fucking monster things. Rock steady and bebop. Oh yeah, yeah I think yeah. it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's also called the 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, good point. Yeah, or the American Gladiators. Oh, I love them. See. All, all beloved franchises. What's the XFL <laughs> waiting for? Yeah, and if you're trying to entertain the people, like give us yeah. what you want. Yeah, I want to see 70-yard field goals. I want to see some guy kicking a field goal from his own 30-yard line. <laughs> like, that's fucking legit. <laughs> Again, we don't condone any of this. We don't condone steroid <laughs> use. Um, it's it's uh, Sounds like the royal we to me right there, Mike. The, the what? That's the royal we right there. I condone uh, all this shit. All right. I personally, uh, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right.
You got any more football not football? Right, I do, but this one is this one's BS because we've already talked about the hole. I already know what the hole is. But now these guys tell me that J.R. Redmond squirts through a hole. Come on. Oh, they're just Dude. they're mess they're playing with your mind, Mike. No, I know. And like Steve's like brought it up where it's like we've already talked about the pocket, we've talked about the hole, but football or not football, because that's that's they're just come on. I think at this point they know you're listening. So that I think this one is actually intentionally not football, even though because they they've they've kind of uh lulled you into the football side of this. Right. And now they're seeing how far they can take it. So I I'm gonna say this is not football. Yeah, why would you need to say squirts through a hole? Also, human beings don't squirt. Right. Well, not like that. You scamper through a hole. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that squirting ain't nothing but peeing. Mm. Oh, so I, he, he peed through the hole. Are you talking about certain like videos? That sounds uncomfortable, yeah. dude. I've heard that rumor too. Let's address it right yeah. on here, right now. Stat <laughs> check. <Yeah>. Stat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Google that on Kelly's work computer. <laughs> We'll just leave it at that, but I have, I've heard those rumors as well. So. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so that leads me to the next one then. Um, <laughs> okay. As a linebacker, he makes it so hard. And why they put the so on there? That's what I wonder. Mm. He makes it so hard. Yeah, that's that's a context one, but I don't know See, if I can help what, you with that. This is what I'm saying, man. I'm getting almost frustrated because it's like they're <laughs> so blatant. It's like, what are we what are we doing here? But yeah. You, Anyways, you, I, got, I, got, I, I don't know, but you you may be the only person to watch uh, a twenty year old football game and get sexually frustrated. I don't, whoa! <laughs> I wasn't even referring to anything sexual. <laughs> I disagree. Oh, oh, dude! I don't know what you're doing over there, but I'm just, I'm just getting frustrated. That's it. I'm a good tongue lashing, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Well, n- now I think about it in a whole new light. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that that's uh, that's a sound I I won't ever be able to unhear. That's the point of ASMR, I think. Well, that that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I gotta get into that ASMR thing. I, yeah, yeah, I'm all set. I think. No, yeah. I think that's it. We're the first like progressive ASMR Patriots podcast on the internet. <laughs> oh, we might be the first to ever have done that. You're right. The first yeah. sports ASMR podcast, yeah, maybe. Dude, we should have an ASMR segment. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of dig Ooh, it. Okay. Okay. You know, like Can, a, uh, squirting ASMR? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That was interesting. Ah, that it's was just good. Steve peeing into a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's oh, unraveling right. rapidly. Right. Yeah, I, I got I, the last two. Let's just. Let's, oh, let's, you've got two more got of these? Two Fuck more, me. Dude. I got two more. All, All right. right. One. Easy one, I think. Um, the, <laughs> Fuck. Um, uh, Steve's just making me laugh. All right. Uh, the penalty helps the Dolphins come out of their own end. <laughs> the penalty helps the Dolphins come out of their own end. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, actually, no. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I think this is football. Uh, I think their own end is probably the, their own end of the field. Probably they were probably backed up against yep. the end zone. Would that make sense? Yep, their end end zone. Oh, why would yeah. they say? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they're yeah. 
again, uh, I, I wrote like the scenario of like the dolphins and the penalty, but I guess I got to like just write the context of it. It always seems to be about context. The more details, the better. All right. So the last one, um, this is about Chambers, which um, he was a rookie, right? This year? Yeah. So he was coming into his own. I thought he was doing a um, pretty good job uh, mm-hmm. when he was given an opportunity. But this, this comment is about him. And the announcers were saying the running back went through the middle. That made the middle open up, and Chambers fills it in. What does that mean? I, I don't know. Middle of what, I wonder? No idea. It, maybe maybe it's the field? Oh, ah, oh, I remember this play. I don't know why. Don't. Probably because I I heard it and thought this might be on football, not football. Uh, <laughs> but it was, uh, who was it? So it was Chambers and the running back, right? Yeah. And so they're saying that Chambers ran through the middle, I think, of the field, okay. and he drew the coverage of the of the the defenders, which allowed the running back to fill the middle. Or was it the other way around? I think it was back. the other way around. Oh, either way. All right. So yeah. So Chambers filled the middle of the field where the defenders weren't there anymore. Oh, okay. Got it. Ooh, we escaped. All right. All yeah, right. no. Yeah, yeah. That one was football. You remember it though. I do. I, I don't know why I remember that play specifically. But well, I remember that that notes. commentation. <laughs> well, thank you guys as usual. Oh no, thank you. I mean this one I enjoyed I enjoyed this one thoroughly. So thank you. We hey, learned I, a lot. Can I do what my best? Saying? Do your what? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do best and worst now, Greg, if you want to go first. All right. I'm just going to, I didn't have any, but while Mike was finishing his, I just started Googling Doug. (laughs) (laughs) My best is Skeeter Valentine. I love him. He was blue, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously my worst is Roger Klotz. Why? Because he looks Azorian? (laughs) That's, dude, you're cut off, man. (laughs) He's crazy. <laughs> You're really messed up. Orange hair. <laughs> what, what color should we make this guy? Because he's the bad guy. And they're like, oh, let's just go green to be safe. <laughs> that was a great show, though. That's right. He was green. I don't know. I lost all respect for that show after the one episode where he tells Doug that he burned down the science building. And instead of like walking over and verifying it, he's like, now I have to go on the run. Yeah, <laughs> you've held that opinion for a while because I've I've heard you say that before, Steve. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. I have I have opinions like that about certain TV shows as well. Yeah, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I yeah, I've got some hot takes like that. All right, Steve. All right. Uh, let's let's hear your best and worst, preferably from the football game and not Doug Funny. But you know, do you? Yeah, well, we've already covered the Doug Funny. The best was. Uh, <laughs> Patrick catches touchdown. Mm-hmm. Well, how Tom Brady was just flipping out. You, <laughs> was that, so was, that was one of my going? best. You Look, absolutely right. The commentators like, wow, look how crazy Brady is right now. <laughs> he was just. <laughs> when was the last time you saw that like headbutting Brady pop up? Yeah, I feel like like, like this last year you didn't really get a lot of that out of him. Right, he's too old. Uh, I think he had one on uh, some of the rookies' first scores. Usually does to, like pump him up. What it was. That was Patrick's first touchdown, yeah, of his career. His only touchdown of his career, maybe. 
I'll stat check that while you do your voice. No, dude. He, he stuck around the Pats for a while. Yeah, he was around. I don't know. I didn't really have a lot of worse. I guess the first roughing the passer call of the year. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Like that crazy. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, yeah, in, that... in today's day, it's still a penalty, but like I've seen some absolutely brutal hits. I don't even know if it would be, though. He just he hit him and then just like finished today, the hit to the ground. Yeah, in today's day, age, definitely would be. It'd be like the weight rule, whatever it is. I don't, but he didn't even, it was just like a clean tackle. He put his helmet in his chest and just like tackled him. Yeah, he like put it, he landed on top of him. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, man. true. But like, there's a like crack back block on one of Troy Brown's reverses that was absolutely brutal yeah. that they didn't call. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah. And another best was uh, career high rushing yards for Antoine on one leg. Yeah, so yeah, he got injured like what halfway through the second quarter or something. They yeah. said I think I wrote it down. It was a contusion on his lower leg, and uh, even with that, like he he would limp after every play and like come off after every every run he had. He's still taking it to him, and he ran for 118 yards in the first half, and he finished with what was it like 160 or something like that, something ridiculous. Yeah, it was like 158, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he was an absolute animal in this game. Yeah, I think Brady only like cleared a hundred yards passing. So yeah, I, th- I think uh, they had more rushing yards and passing yards in this game. I read. Mm. So, uh, but just to fact check that, uh, that was Patrick Pass's only touchdown catch of his no career. No kidding! Wow. Yep. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, he had one in the playoffs, so he has one more. Dude, get, where'd Greg go? 2004. Before before his infamous 2005, Mike. So, oh, wow. All right. We've, we've got a few Patrick Pass highlights to look forward to, apparently. I'm digging it. <laughs> Do you think the announcers are going to make the same joke? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. 100%. All right, Mike, uh, your best and worst. All right, so I was going to say headbutting Brady, but uh, that's been said. So I will go with one is like kind of an uneventful play, but like I thought it was awesome, but Brady got blasted. He was blindsided. And then somehow he like, he he lost the football and it like magically bounced into his hands again, like some golden oh, moment. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Um, oh, that was the, uh, yeah, the cornerback coming off the, the edge and you just had like a free run at Tom Brady's back. He didn't even yeah. see him. Feel nothing, but so somehow it was like right there. What was that? Matt Light just didn't even try to block him. Right, didn't even see him. Yeah, but I I thought that was cool because he managed to uh, have the wherewithal to secure it, even though he got killed. Um, and it's uh, my other top moment was uh, Belichick almost skipping on the field at the end of the game. I mean, if you look <laughs> back, he's like kind of frolicking almost. Yeah, he was literally like running up to, I think it was Matt Light or one of the offensive linemen, like giving him a huge hug and then ran over to Brady and gave him a hug so hard he almost knocked his helmet off. Like he was, he was excited. Yeah. So, and then um, the worst I touched on was seeing that uh, Brady uh, reception because it did remind me of the Super Bowl. And I can't help but think that maybe if one play went the other way, the Pats would have had three in a row. The elusive three in a row. That's true. That's true. So it's heartbreaking. That's fair enough. And for those of you that aren't Pats fans and are listening for some reason, I understand that it sounds shitty that I just said that. (laughs) But... (laughs) 
But those are to be expected when you're listening to the Patriots Dynasty podcast. I right, think. right. Yeah. Regardless of what Greg has to say. All right. Well, I don't know uh, where Greg went, but if I was him, I would say, well, it was a good 10 years where the Pats didn't quite make it happen, but we'll leave that for another day. <laughs> yeah, all right, I guess Greg is done. Uh, all right, my best and worst. My best uh, had a couple. Uh, uh, they're kind of two people. Troy Brown, of course. He had a reverse that he ran. It was on mm. the second play from scrimmage. And uh, he was running to the right, and it just fell apart. So he did what he does and actually cut it back again the other way. And as Steve Brown uh, alluded to earlier, he was trying to get around the edge and wasn't going to make it because there was like a backside defensive lineman or something until Wiggy, Jermaine Wiggins, came to the rescue and absolutely just lit some dude up from the side. And I... Pretty sure Troy Brown got the first down, or got he like did. nine yards on a first yeah. and something like that. As he does, it's just what he does. So Dude, that he was... had a, a hell of a year. Like I know we've talked about it, yeah. but um, he was uh, at this point vying for what most receptions in a season by a Pats player. He broke uh, in this game. He broke um, Terry Glenn's record for receptions by a receiver. I think. Right, which is 91st, yeah. And then he needed a couple more to break Ben Coates' record of 96, I think it was. Mm. So I don't remember if he did or not, so... Did you hear the commentators talk about his eyes? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the poor guy. Well... Shades of Rache Caldwell. Oh, I missed that one. I don't don't know if he's scared or if he's just seeing the field really well or something like Uh, that. Yeah. And he does run. When he runs, he looks like he's scared. But oh yeah, his eyes are so huge. Yeah. Wait, he, did he ever make a Pro Bowl? Does anybody know? I feel like he was in the running for the Pro Bowl this year, right? But if the guy can't make it with like almost a hundred receptions, over a thousand yards, and being a master on punt returning, which I know they're separate categories, but I don't think he did. Uh, he did make it this year. This was the he only did? year he made the Pro Bowl. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Good for him. Yeah. Who, who's um, got the biggest eyes in Patriots history? Brown. Caldwell. Caldwell. Oh, yeah. What about Hogan? Oh, he's a dark oh, horse. Yeah. The Hogan gets crazy eyes. He sure does. But I think like that was like Caldwell's thing. Yeah, because Caldwell always had them. That was the thing. Dude, but isn't that? I've always been told that it's like that could be a thyroid issue, so it concerns me a little bit. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Greg, could you stat check that, please? Please don't. And if it's wrong, can we scrap that from the. Uh, I'm, I'm terrified of these stat checks now. <laughs> what? what do you want me to put in Google? I don't um, know. How about. Uh, Bug eyes, thyroid. Yes. ASMR, thyroid. Eyes, thyroid. Issue. ASMR. No, please. Oh. Wow. Of bulging eyes is hyperthyroidism. Wow. Thyroid gland. All right. So that's my only concern because I know um, you know it becomes a thing, but I hope he I, I hope he's okay. We're yeah, not trying to people here. We're just, no, we're I think when we get to that that uh, that era, we'll we'll have to do a deep dive in Rache Caldwell because I feel like he's led an interesting life. Well, it's definitely like recently been interesting. And yeah, I yeah. alluded to it. Yeah, selling Molly. Yeah, we were using that was, insurance scheme. 
Yeah, exactly. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, with Joe Horn. Yeah. <laughs> he was a lookout, we said. Oh, <laughs> see? That's always, I'm just repeating what was said in the earlier podcast. Andy, I don't know. For but speaking uh, of Troy Brown's uh, record, he was asked before the game uh, what he thought about it. And so the quote was, with nine receptions entering this very important game Saturday, Brown needed one more catch to pass Terry Glenn's 90 catches in 96 for the second highest season reception total. And he needed seven to break the all-time record of 96 set by Ben Coates. Asked about his possible feat, Brown said, what's the record for the most wins? Can we get it? I guess we can't do it this year, but we can tie it, right? I didn't understand that, though. Like, Always a team player. Yeah, it's all he, all he just wants to win. Yeah, but like, what does that mean, though? Like, can we? We he's what was that last bit that he said? Like, we we can get the most wins, right? Yeah. What's the record for the most wins? I think in the season for the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, all right. That makes more sense. Can, yeah. I didn't yeah, quite t- get it out me, of context. A me statistic and turned it into a we statistic. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's a kiss team. Team wise, that's, nice. that's interesting. What was the most wins for in team history? Do we know that? Are we really going to go down this road? Yeah. No. Nope. Right? Okay. Because I think we all know it's 18. No, I mean, uh, at that point. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Right. I'm not looking that up. That all right. check. Fair enough. No, fuck it. I'm looking it up. I looked it up. It's 12. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, in this day and age, like, the Patriots don't go 12 and 4. Everyone's losing their shit. I know. I think it may be 11. It might be 11 because they were 11 and 5. It was 11, right yeah. 96, they went 11 and 5. 86 and 85, when they won the Super Bowls, they were both 11 and 5. Wow. That's 11 and 5 crazy. and 78. They did not have many uh, double digit win seasons, just in general. Steve's right, though. It's uh, very different nowadays. Well, haven't we done 11 straight games for like 20 years? <laughs> I uh, think you might be right. Uh, next every season. year except 2002. Yeah. Since, yeah, 2002 was the, only, was the last time the Patriots didn't win double-digit games. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, so my other uh, best was to Bucky Jones. Oh, and yeah. how bone-rattling his hits were because he forced two fumbles just on receivers who actually caught the ball mm. and turned and met him. And it was like a, a, car, a car crash. And he just... The first one, he, he hit the guy, and the guy fumbled it, but it was like it was a bang-bang play. The guy just caught the ball, and he got hit. But the second one was in the fourth quarter, and it was Lamar Smith, the running back, who had run all over them back in week, what, three or four, whatever it was. And it was one-on-one, and it was like literally on like the one- or two-yard line. And he, he hit to Bucky Jones, and it looked like he hit a parked car. Because he just he hit him, and he just stopped. Like, all his momentum stopped, yeah. except for the football. And he just like, he just went flat as a board and fell the fuck over. And it was such a like old school Patriots hit that you just you don't see that anymore because nobody does it. Mm-hmm. But Timothy Jones, all time name uh, Patriot on the all time name list to Bucky Jones. Maybe Cats and Moyer. Yeah, also a good one. Ferret Collins. But uh, my worst was uh, did, I don't know if you guys saw this, it was coming back from commercial. And it was because this was uh, December 22nd, I think, was this game. So it was a couple days before Christmas. So we're doing all this Christmas stuff. And they had all the, the Dolphins players 
and Dave wants that wishing everybody a Merry Christmas. Oh yeah. And the, I don't know if it was the the recording or what, but Dave Wanstat, his voice sounds exactly like the the big dude from Mike and Molly, you know the actor. Oh he has yeah. Has a worldly like higher pitch voice for a big yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I didn't write it down because I figured it out whatever, but I had the same thought. I was like, whoa! I whatever that record, voice doesn't but, match. Right. It was very bizarre. Yeah, it was so weird. Might have been the recording. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. So I, I maybe we'll have to look up some Dave Wanstat videos Dave wants that ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <sighs> all right so i think i think we've survived yet another uh another episode and before before gregory decides to bring us down a dark dark hole uh i think we should also probably known, call this um a gap um, a, <laughs> I mean, it's part of a pocket, I guess. What else have we learned? Yeah, before Greg squirts us through a dark hole. Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll bring this mercifully to an end. So uh, next week is technically a bye week for the Patriots. I think they probably will figure out if they are in the playoffs, depending on some other results, maybe. I don't know. But after that, it will be heading to Carolina. North Carolina, Greg? South Carolina? Where's the Carolina Panthers located? North, North, North Carolina. Come on and rise up. Uh, to face the 1-14 Carolina Panthers, who they're supposed to play week two until 9-11 happens. So maybe oh, yeah. we'll revisit that conversation because we all know how Mike feels about it. How do I feel about it? We already know. But we'll, I, we'll get into it in to, depth. This sounds episode. like you're twisting my words, my friend. I, I'm not twisting anything. I'm not. I'm not putting any words in your mouth. We're just going to you know, revisit that when we a, get there. You're going to see a different me moving forward. Believe me. Okay. I can't. I. I can't <laughs> even wait. So until then, thank you for joining us. And thank you for lasting this long. This has been the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, Nora. Bye. Yeah.